0: Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 7 is entitled, One Glory of the Sun."
1: Let's start the discussion with Paul's description of the third heaven.
0: It is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ about fourteen years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, such an one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for a man to utter. 2 Corinthians 12,
1: 1-4 I suppose it would be understandable if us lesser mortals were envious of Paul's experience. Certainly, a vision of heaven would make us all strive to go there, but we are left to ponder his words in glory and glory in the description of light, rather than in the light itself. We can assume, I suppose, that the third heaven experienced by Paul is the same as the heaven envisioned by John, as recorded in Revelation.
0: And he said unto me, It is done, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is athirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Revelation 21, 1-7 through
1: We learn from John the conditions that must be met in order to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Quote, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son, In fact, in his letters to the seven churches, John adds more promises to those who endure to the end, or as John says, He that overcometh.
0: He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation two seven, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 2.10-11 To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Revelation 2.17 And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. Revelation two twenty six 26-28 He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Revelation 3, 5 Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Revelation 3.12 To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. Revelation 3.21
1: To overcome means to endure to the end. In Revelation 22, John continues his description of the third heaven.
0: And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruits every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever. Revelation 22,
1: 1-5 John adds another important condition for inheriting the kingdom of God.
0: And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Revelation twenty two twelve.
1: We are saved by grace, but we are rewarded according to our works. There is a significant difference because works cannot save us. However, works can bring us very great rewards. Earlier, John teaches that keeping the commandments is the only way that we have a right to eat of the fruit of the tree of life.
0: I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Revelation twenty two thirteen through 14
1: In the two previous podcasts, Linda and I asked the question, What is your portion? Clearly then, when we ask the question, What is your portion? we are referring to your works. I could rephrase the question, What reward do you want? All people who are saved are saved by grace, but all those who are rewarded are rewarded according to their works. By works, I am referring to obedience to the laws and commandments of Christ. Grace determines salvation, but the laws we live determine the rewards that we receive. We are protected, perfected, and sanctified by law. All laws have conditions. To receive blessings from God, we must abide by the conditions of the law. The conditions of the law of mercy are set by the law of justice, and we must meet those conditions to receive all the blessings the Atonement offers. As shown in an earlier podcast, The Beatitudes define the conditions necessary to inherit the kingdom of God or the third heaven.
0: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Matthew five three twelve,
1: the conditions defined by the Savior in the Sermon on the Mount are that we must be humble, compassionate, meek, hunger and thirst after righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers, endure persecution. If we meet those conditions, we shall inherit the third heaven, seen in vision by Paul. The third heaven is the highest kingdom, or the kingdom where both the Father and the Son dwell. Paul describes those who inherit the third kingdom as having celestial bodies, which is compared to the glory of the sun. But in vision, Paul saw two other kingdoms, all three divided by light.
0: There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body.
1: Notice that the three heavens described by Paul are distinguished by degrees of light. Light is associated with glory, truth, intelligence, knowledge, law, and power. We may assume, then, that the third kingdom has all light, all truth, all knowledge, all intelligence, and all power. It is, after all, where God lives. The highest kingdom naturally has the brightest light, compared to the sun. Notice Paul's description to King Agrippa of the resurrected Lord who appeared to him on the road to Damascus. At
0: midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them that journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Acts 26:13 through
1: 18 Paul describes the resurrected Lord as shining above the brightness of the sun. The vision occurred at midday when the sun is at its brightest. The Apostle Paul also describes the risen Lord in the same way.
0: And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And his voice is the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Revelation 1, 13-16
1: In both appearances, Christ is described as shining as bright as the noonday sun. Speaking of his second coming, Christ said to his apostles,
0: And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Matthew 24, 30.
1: Such will all those be who have celestial bodies. Otherwise, they could not remain in the presence of God. Speaking of those who inherit the celestial kingdom, the Savior said,
0: Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew thirteen forty three.
1: It was John who said,
0: Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. 1 John 3, 1-3
1: Remember Christ's promise in one of the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount.
0: Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God.
1: In fact, let me refer you to podcast numbers 86, 87, and 88, entitled respectively, The Sermon on the Mount, Parts 1, 2, and 3 which shows that the theme of the Sermon on the Mount is expressed in Matthew five forty-eight:
0: Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect.
1: Where else but in the celestial kingdom can that occur? The Sermon on the Mount teaches us how to inherit the celestial kingdom referred to as the kingdom of God. The celestial bodies refer to those who inherit the kingdom of God described by John or the third heaven described by Paul. This is the highest kingdom, or the kingdom where both the Father and the Son dwell. They have celestial bodies, which is compared to the glory of the Son. But in vision, Paul saw other kingdoms, one compared to the glory of the moon, and the other compared to the glory of the stars. In fact, in the kingdom compared to the glory of the stars, there are many kingdoms with different degrees of glory. For as one star differeth from another star in glory, Paul says. We can assume, then, that the lesser kingdoms, though degrees of glory, are those that shine like the moon, or that shine like the stars, have less light, less knowledge, less truth, and less power. In this podcast, we have discussed the conditions required for the celestial bodies. In our next podcast, we will discuss the conditions required for the bodies terrestrial, and in the following, we shall discuss the conditions required for those who inherit the kingdoms of glory compared to the stars.
0: Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.
1: In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.